and welcome into another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy, and today is my week in review, my weekly series that's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but where we go over Raw, NWA Power, and then AEW Dynamite. Before I get to that, I will have a review for the upcoming pay-per-view AEW Full Gear that's coming up this Saturday. Some of the main matches on there include Chris Jericho and Cody for the AEW World Championship, SCU versus the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in a lights out unsanctioned match also on that card. Includes Pack and Hangman Page battling. Should be a fun pay-per-view this weekend. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to actually watch it. There's gonna be those, some of those matches are gonna be really, really good. I have a feeling. And also the Young Bucks versus Hernandez and Hernandez Santana and Ortiz. But let's get started on this with the raw analysis. Uh, starting out with a Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman promo explaining what's why they jumped Raw and such, and it was all right. But then there was an okay Charlotte and Natty match against the Kabuki Warriors. Not, I don't know why the Kabuki Warriors took a loss here. So, uh, but there's not really any tag teams right now that are uh, in contention for those uh, women's tag team championships, and then. Uh, and there was a uh, promo segment making us wonder what Rollins is going to do with the NXT. Seeing if he's going to jump over to the NXT group and stuff. And the Undisputed Era coming out and the OC and Raw roster, which set up... Uh, yeah, there was just a brawl between these two teams. Set up a match with Cole and Rollins for the NXT Championship later on in the night. And then also on that card, it was an alright match. Between Murphy and Alexander, a lot of this, what I'm saying is the NXT stuff was very, very good on this show, and the Raw stuff was eh, passable. And then also, yeah, Murphy and Alexander uh, had a short match. Murphy got the win there. I wish they got a little more of an opportunity to showcase themselves. And then it was Sin Cara and Carol- Catalina versus Andrade and Selena Vega. Um, it was nothing special. Andrade and uh, Selena got the win as they should. And I think they need to for Andrade to get a little bit more credible opponents. I don't know. It's just they they're building him up to be something big on the uh, big on Raw since he was such a high draft pick, but they really haven't done anything with him yet. And I I, I don't. It seems like they don't have any direction for him and any big name for him to face right now. But they keep their momentum going. And then also in that card was Rusev and McIntyre. I'm over this angle already. But they had an alright match with an expected DQ finish. Uh, Lashley getting involved because he tore his groin doing stuff with Lana and such. Uh, But then Orton came in after the DQ thing. DQ finish with an RKO. And then they're kind of beating up on Rusev. 
at least it sets up something later on. Ricochet makes the save and such. So it's a Ricochet's got Rusev's back, and probably going to set up a tag match between Rusev and Ricochet and Lashley and Orton next week. And then there was a backstage interview with Charlotte and Becky. It was, uh, and then Shayna Baszler got involved, which was absolutely awesome. She hijacked the interview, and I, it, it really sets up the triple threat, and making it feel like a big deal win. At least Shayna and Becky meet up in this match, and it seems like they're making Bailey as the outsider and wild card in this match. And it also makes it feel like Bailey, she's going to be the one that sneaks in and gets the win at Survivor Series. As Lynch and Baszler will be too focused on one another since Baszler's got a history with Ronda Rousey and with the four horsewomen of MMA and Becky Lynch and her history with the four horsewomen in WWE. After that was a kind of a street promise and Humberto promo with the setting up their match with the club and it, and it so far it doesn't feel like Carrillo's clicking with the fans but it's three times that Carrillo's been pinned he got pinned in this match he got pinned by Styles he's been pinned three times on the main roster by the, the three by two very good guys uh Styles and then also uh Rollins but I, I understood why they they're trying to they try to get him with the street profits to get him over because he's not clicking with fans so far. And the street profits are over with fans. And I gotta address something. This crowd was, I think it was in Long Island. It was they were absolutely terrible. They did not like anything, and I, <laughs> they were not into anything all night really. And then on top of it, the top all the top all that off, um, Colin Rollins. They had a match for the NXT Championship, and when you when Adam Cole made his entrance, people weren't even doing the Adam Cole baby thing. How? How? And then yeah, the the Cole Rollins match. They were having a good match until, as expected, the Undisputed Era interfered, which caused a huge melee to end Raw. It might have been a good idea holding this off on the. Uh, NXT decimating Raw. I hope it happens here soon so we get feels like NXT's really, really, really a threat to Raw, which I which brings me back to that SmackDown thing where everyone couldn't get back from Saudi Arabia. It was the perfect setup for that. It was the perfect time to do it and start the setup for Survivor Series and NXT stole SmackDown, and they, SmackDown was that was one of the best SmackDown shows I'd seen in a while, even though I don't get to really see a whole lot of SmackDown. But I've heard, from what I heard, it was probably one of the best SmackDowns in quite a while because they shook it up and changed the formula on that. But finishing up on the Raw analysis, it was better than what it's been in the last few weeks. The NXT stuff really clicked, like the promo at the beginning with. Uh, Triple H and uh, Rollins, and then also the Becky and Charlotte, the Becky and Shayna Baszler interview. That really, I really like that too. And then the Cole and Rollins match for the NXT Championship was good until the DQ finish. But yeah, it, it was an all right episode of Raw. Nothing special, but better than it's been in the last few weeks. Which moves me to NWA Power. Um, 
Colt Cabana comes out to start it. Uh, short and effective little interview, just kind of getting people hyped up for his match later on in the night for the national title against James Storm, which he earned last week, winning in a tag team match. And there was another Aaron Stevens promo. He wanted another match with Starks, which he later a more traditional NWA style match, which turned out to be a two out of three falls. He's his heel character is very very good. He revealed that he's a cousin of Shakespeare, and uh, supposedly he says he has a contract from Hollywood. And if he doesn't get his demands, he's leaving pro wrestling. But it it was pretty good a promo segment there from Aaron Stevens once again, and then. We got the Dawsons versus Mims and Kingsley. It was a nice little squash there for the Dawsons to kind of establish their dominance more so. And then they demanded a tag title match after the after their win. Uh, Kingston and Homicide interrupted their interview. And uh, Homicide, Homicide and Kingston actually said they were willing to put up the tag title shot to face the Dawsons one more time. Um, and then the Dawsons said they'll think about it. It was a nice way to set it up, a tag match possibly uh, later in the night. Uh, Tim Storms, he has an interview with Joe Galley, um, just kind of talking about how he's in a big crossroads without having another NWA World Championship shot. Um, he's not really sure about the titles in the future. Uh, and then I thought this was another very effective segment, and then all this comes out uh, to interview, and he interrupts the interview, and he's telling he's just telling him he's like you still got this man you got saying none of this happens the nwa uh, studio show without them both and he's telling him don't let he he's got he doesn't trust eli drake that all this doesn't and he tells him that everything is possible i think this is another effective segment it almost makes me think that tim storm possibly is going to turn heel and or eli drake I, I, I'm, I, don't, I think all this is heading more towards the heel thing as Eli Drake was actually willing to help him, but uh, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I'm really interested. It's, it's very intriguing, though. A good promo segment again. And then Ashley Vox versus Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa's look. It's really cool. I thought it was a nice debut and showcase for her, immediately establishing her as a top heel and then it teased the an alignment with uh, her and Marty Bell. I thought that was very, very good little segment. Good win for Rosa to get her kind of a establish her as a top heel here. And then right after that was a Marty Bell promo talking about her best friend. Now she kind of feels betrayed by Allison Kay. And then then Kay uh, jumped out and said, "You could have came to me and said this to my face or such." But uh, then Rosa jumps her as Bell kind of looks on, and then Bell is hesitates, and then finally attacks Kay. And I thought it was a good segment building off what of uh, what happened last week. Bell joins and aligns with Thunder Rosa, and uh, Allison Kay's got Allison Kay's outnumbered right now, so she'll see have to find herself kind of a comrade to work with to uh, combat uh, Rosa and uh, Marty Bell. And then we got another Starks 
and Stevens, uh, the rematch from last week, two out of three falls. Oh my gosh, what was Aaron Stevens even wearing? These, <laughs> it was like nude colored tights, which were absolutely, positively terrible. Oh my goodness, I don't even know what they were, but it was interesting to see as Stevens got beat two falls in a row, which is kind of showing how he's, uh, he's has a lot of ring rust still, and uh, he's he's got to find a way to get a win somehow, and it's probably going to be by nefarious means here soon, but it was it's it's continuing the story of Aaron Stevens just not getting it done in the ring. But does he go back to Hollywood after this? Because he, he he's having his his wrestling's not working out. We'll have to see actually. But it's, it continues on the story. Starks getting another win over a solid opponent in Stevens, and then we had James Storm with Eli Drake versus Colt Cabana with uh, Ken Anderson for the NWA National Title. It was an all right match. Colt Cabana actually gets the win and gets the NWA national title. But uh, at the end of the match, it was like Camille pushed Eli Drake into Anderson. And then after that, Storm said he'll see him around soon. That's uh, Cabana. But that was actually not the main event. It was supposed to be the main event, but... uh, but Camille continues to kind of do, I think Nick all kind of did Nick Aldis's dirty work there and t- took out Eli Drake. Interesting to see Cabana get the win for the NWA World uh, no, National Championship. All right, match, nothing special, but uh, it was kind of a weird because it seemed like uh, the there they did a lot of editing in that last bit because it looked like it just kind of jumped from one spot to the next, but. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of a weird thing with it jumping right after Camille pushed Eli Drake into Ken Anderson. I, I kind of weird. I don't know. But then right after that, the Dawsons came back and they wanted their match now with Homicide and Kingston. Got it. Uh, Wild Card actually gets in and uh, interrupts as Rock and the, but then Rock and Roll Express comes out to even the odds and uh, Homicide and Kingston get their win back. And then it was a solid. At, I, th- I thought it was a solid tag match. Continues the issues from last week and uh, extends the so- story, which sets up a possible maybe four on four tag match later, or it sets up Rock and Roll Express maybe against Wild Card here later on. But first, Kingston's got to get Kingston and Homicide. They get their match against. Uh, wild card for the World Tag Championships. But I thought this was a solid show overall. Once again, NWA Power doing what they do, always putting out solid shows. And I uh, thought it was a decent show, better than Raw. And then this brings me to AEW Dynamite, which took place last night. Uh, I started out really hot. Pac and Trent with Orange Cassidy, out with Orange Cassidy and uh, Chucky, Chucky T., but a really good match to start the mat night. The crowd was, they were in flare country, which is uh, Charlotte, but crowd was great that night, last night. They were very into about everything, but one thing I took from this match is Trent is seriously, seriously underrated. Trent looked really good in defeat here, but uh, Pac, he gets his momentum going into full gear match. But uh, that DDT at Trent hit with the... Uh, the tornado DDT 
Oh my gosh, the sell-by pack was freaking amazing. <laughs> but uh, it was really good match to start out the show. But other than the official screwing up the, the count at the end, um, because he should have counted three, and then Pack ended up getting mad putting the Brutalizer in, which finished it. But other than the ref screw-up, it was very, very good to start out the night. And then uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Cody, giving his big announcement of if he doesn't defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, he will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. And he's talking about how much they pretty much uh, both grew up with the same silver spoon in their mouth. And it was just a great impassioned promo from Cody. Really, really, he raises the stakes for the match. Just, just it was... It didn't feel scripted. It felt real, which some, that's something we were lacking in professional wrestling right now. But it, it also set up, the ending also set up a meeting possibly with the two factions, the Elite and then the Inner Circle. Really good promo segment from Cody. Really raises the stakes for full gear, and it really makes me want to see that match coming up this Saturday. Up next was Private Party, Isaiah Cassie and Mark Quinn versus the Dark Order. And then the winning team of this match got inserted as the third team in the Full Gear World Tag Team Championship match between the Lucha Brothers and then SCU. And uh, one thing I've taken away from the Dark Order so far is I really don't understand their motivation. I don't know, maybe a video package might help them, might make people understand them more, might help them get their more over as a heel tag team. But uh, it was some good tag. They're a good tag team, Dark Order is. Don't get me wrong. They are a very good tag team with some great offense. But uh, Private Party is also very fun to watch. We kind of get what they're. They're kind of a the party guys and kind of just out to have fun, really. But I really liked how this... Uh, there was one part of this match where I really liked how the hot tag didn't work initially. It was because I, I think it was Mark Quinn that got in. And then he rushes in, he gets freaking de- demolished. Eventually gets to come back, but but I liked how they didn't just go to the hot tag and then kind of go to the finish. But uh, Grayson, I, he was very athletic. I really like him. Um, but I also, the private party got the win. Makes the sense that the more over teams in this uh, three-way tag team championship match but uh, it sets up for a heck of a three-way at full gear. I'm really looking forward to that triple threat tag team match. And the, as we've noticed, AEW is really, really focused on tag team wrestling. And pretty much almost every single match except two tonight were uh, singles matches. I mean, tag team matches. Because after that was the Riho versus Rio and Shanna versus Emi Sakura and Jamie Haters, which we realized, we figured out, I think I think I figured out yesterday that it was Riho versus Emi Sakura, which is, which Emi Sakura trained Riho. That'll be at full gear for the AEW Championship Mentor versus Student. I wish they really would have spent some time building this up and given us a reason why Emi Sakura is getting this title shot because we didn't really there there was no contenders really built up actually they kind of seemed like it just threw Sakura in there because there was kind of already a built-in story as the teacher versus the student but uh that's why that's my take from it but I thought there was an awesome closing sequence in the uh pinfalls from this match actually 
as Sakura and Riho have, do have a lot of chemistry from what I realized. And they probably faced each other many, many times back when they were in uh, Japan. But yeah, the, the finish of this was really fun with the continuous uh, roll-ups and such. And Sakura actually gets a win over her uh, student, setting up, trying to, well, sets up a redemption story for Riho to get her win back and retain her AEW World women's championship at full gear but it should be i think it should be a good match between rio and sakura since they've worked together they probably worked together many times before but i wish they just kind of would have built that story up a little bit more and give us a reason why emi sakura is really getting the match and then there was another brandy video kind of setting up her brains and brawn combo with uh awesome kong it was effective. I, 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 I was, I'm like, I was starting to figure. I, now I'm starting to figure out what Brandy's actually doing. So, but all right, it was all right though. And then there was Brandon Cutler versus Sean Spears with Tolly Blanchard. I felt like this was kind of just thrown in there without any rhyme or reason, as we were trying to both. I know we we're trying to set up the AEW Full Gear pay per view, kind of bring those stories to a crescendo well build those stories up to full gear this just felt like a kind of out of the blue kind of match uh but sean spears here showed off his mean streak and uh janelle they were building off after the match as when spears got the win with the death valley driver he was trying to uh attack cutler and put him hit him with the death valley driver on the chair but janella came out Joey Janela came out and made the save because uh, Spears during AEW Dark tried to like rip his tongue out with a pair of pliers or whatever. So, but I don't know. I just felt this kind of, I don't know. I just felt this kind of weird vibe kind of just didn't work for me in this show. It was an all right match, but it just didn't feel, it felt out of place to me. That's what I'll say. And then following that was the main event, Pack and o- pa- Hangman Page and Omega versus Sammy Guevara, Guevara with Chris and Chris Jericho actually, with Jake Hager in their corner. There was a lot of chops in this match. Oh my goodness! I think that like since they were in Flair Country, they thought, all right, let's just throw out as many chops as possible because Guevara was eating so many of them. But uh, late in the match, Pack interfered, causing Page to take the Judas effect and uh, and take the loss. So kind of Pack getting a one up on Page going into full gear. And then after this, it was just a complete melee of everybody, all the faction, well both factions just kind of going after each other. Because Moxley and Omega were standing in the ring at one time, and uh, then. Santana and Ortiz, them they got involved or whatever. Everyone got involved, including the Bucks, MJF, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Moxley, and Omega. And but it was a nice little brawl, kind of setting up all these feuds coming up, all feuds and matches coming up at full gear, kind of building the stakes and kind of. Kind of, kind of bringing the heat to these matches as both teams and everybody pretty much hates each other going into their match at full gear, kind of bringing that emotional draw in for people. But uh, it was a very fun, chaotic brawl to end the show, and I, it makes you kind of get invested into full gear coming up this weekend. 
And that's it. I thought AEW was a really pretty good show other than the one match, really. The Cutler-Sean Spears match. Other than that, I thought this was a pretty good show. Another really good outing from AEW this week. Um, As uh, final rankings for this week, I will go... Monday Night Raw at number three. It's starting to get closer. To, it's starting to get closer. It's getting closer. It's working its way up. Not a bad show from them this week. It's just kind of hot and cold with certain stuff as they're building up to Survivor Series. NWA Power put up another solid outing as usual. And then AEW Dynamite won the week for me. They had really good promo segments. Oh, I, and I forgot to mention, before I get done, uh, the Jericho trolling uh, the video promo, the video parody of Cody's video package that was seen on Dark just last night, and Virgil got in on that video package. That that video was absolutely fantastic, ripping off what Cody's done. It was just amazing, and I loved how everyone in their that video played their roles it was just absolute gold and it was just absolutely beautiful and I absolutely loved every single moment of that parody video from Chris Jericho but yeah those two promo segments from Jericho and then Cody also though the video segment from Jericho and then the promo from Cody was both were both very very good getting everyone emotionally invested in these matches coming up at full gear this weekend. Really excited for that show. But yes, AEW wins the week for me. And then don't forget, I'll have my AEW full gear video, not video, AEW full gear podcast up on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts coming up this Sunday. Really look forward to giving that to you guys. But and, uh, but before I go, don't forget to follow me on the socials, Twitter and Facebook at SigDaddyWrestle. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to my podcast, Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, and also Apple Podcasts. But that'll do it for me on this episode of Sig Daddy's wrestling show until next time this is sig daddy signing off thanking you all for listening and so long everybody